You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's Eva Price with my first show and today's guests. I am thrilled. I am I am googly-eyed. I am I am peeing my pants with the excitement of the wonderful couple Katie Lowe's and Adam Shapiro. We're peeing our pants too, which is completely <laughs> unnecessary considering we're recording this in our bathroom. <laughs> we could just pee in the in the toilet. If it was our bathroom, it'd be so echoey. We're in our closet. Next to the bathroom. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the bathroom closet. That's true. Oh, the come out of the closet jokes are writing themselves right <laughs> oh, now, guys. Let's go. Let's just start <laughs> rattling them off. Uh, when I thought of you two, I thought, well, I haven't actually ever communicated with them both at the same time. So true. <laughs> I'm going to see what it's like. It's, it's, a, it's a wild ride. We're trying to be very respectful and not talk over each other and talk over you, but and we know we never, it's never, never going to happen. It's never, it's literally never going to happen. It's gonna the whole it's going to be a, just a okay. chaos. <laughs> well, I'm I'm huge fans of you both. Um, I obviously wow. love your work in the live theater. Um, Obviously, the the town is still a flutter of your Don and Ogie uh, debuts from a, uh, a couple years ago. Oh my um, God. Time but, of our lives. But I I won't lie. I I have been a fan of um of this new show that that uh, I am a fan of this new show that Adam you've re- recently launched on Netflix called Ooh. Never Have I Ever. Never um, have I ever. I, I can't even believe how good it is. It is it is funny and brilliant and heartfelt and pretty remarkable um, for a new comedy in terms of like the issues and emotions I feel like. Yeah. Them. So um, I I'm just as stunned by it. I mean I I. I <laughs> I was talking to Katie from being on set, but I was only really there for the school parts, and um, and I was like, I think it's going to be really great, but I mean, I don't know. I I I, I wasn't really seeing so special, much of it. Though. It like, did. It, it felt it really felt special. Really special. You knew, like I I mean, you love working with kids, and we can say that because we're like forty, and they're all. I know like it was 20. funny being. <laughs> I'm usually the youngest guy on, on the show, and this time I was like the I grandpa, and know. it was uh, it was so much fun to be working with so many young actors that were so excited and not jaded and uh you know like similar to how i am when i'm on a set 
Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. And the and from the brilliant mind of Mindy Kaling, so you obviously know it's going to be hilarious and totally surprising. Oh yeah, I I dated uh, Mindy's character on Mindy Project for a hot second, and and she said she, I thought you were about to say you dated Mindy Kaling, and I was about to be like, we've been together for 15 years, and I didn't know that. Wow, I like I must really have stopped listening a long time ago. You didn't know? Well, I didn't tell it to you because it was during our 15 years <laughs> tenure. Um, no. But uh, so Mindy always had me in mind for the role, which is which I which I believe is why the role is called Mr. Shapiro, and I get to play yes. the character. My what, name, that's pretty- one tell. One yeah, tell. exactly. <laughs> and his parent, Adam's parents, were so happy because Adam's parents are both teachers. His whole entire family is big when it comes to education, and and I think this marks your like fifth teacher you've played. It's a lot of yeah. I even made like a little teacher reel for for. Uh, and it's so sweet because we first started that. dating. You couldn't even. You never booked a job for any type of character that had a job. I know. It, it, I feel really grown up now that I'm getting cast as uh, grown ups. Well, it, I mean, they've mo- luckily television has morphed teachers since Mr. Shu on Glee to be like cool and kind of rugged yeah, that's and what I'm a little quirky. About. Yeah. So now exactly. you get the teacher, the teacher frame. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Um, well, I'm glad you're enjoying the show. I love it. I can't, yeah. I'm really hoping for a season two and I'm really hoping to get back to work whenever everybody gets back to work. Yeah. I'm hoping for a season two cause I finished it and I want more. Um, oh, me too. That's the um, thing with binging shows. You you watch it in like uh, a day and then you have to wait seven years for the next season. That's right. That's right. That's right. Or you can just tune to old favorites like Scandal, which oh, I have yeah. to say, I think I said this to Katie when I first met you, but Quinn Perkins was beyond <laughs> my, like, she embodied everything from hot to cool to badass to evil. Shonda just used to come in and be like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And I know you can do it. Like, you know what I mean? It was so fun to like come in one episode and I'm wheeling guns and I, and, you know, like torturing this person and then, you know, having a baby. And then like, I just got to do the coolest stuff. A love triangle. A, love a wedding. triangles, weddings. I got to do just like so much stuff over seven years. It was really, it was really such a ride. Yeah. I, and I, she just seemed so complex because she was literally a nerd. Right. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. also literally a killer. <laughs> oh, it's like very. <laughs> I remember when they were like the end, the cliffhanger of season one was who is Quinn Perkins, and the whole summer people were like, "Well, who is Quinn Perkins? Who is Quinn Perkins?" I'm like, I don't know. They don't tell me anything. That I was had, the summer we got married. The summer we got married at our wedding. The audience, the audience. The Not audience. that it's an audience at our wedding, but it's yeah, always it's an, an audience, audience to me. Yeah. It is for um, you too. <laughs> they were chanting, "Who is Quinn? Who is Quinn?" Who yeah, is while we Quinn? were doing our first dance, and we were like, "We don't know." Yeah, we don't know. And actually, Shonda said she didn't know either. To be completely honest. Well, that's that's amazing. I mean, it's it's funny, right? Because I'm sure when they wrote the pilot, I'm not sure actually, I'm guessing, that they hadn't cast you yet. Yet nope. you yes, were right. so perfect for the role. So it's one of those things where like roles adapt to the actor slash actor yep. adapts to the role, right? Yep. She's big into that. Like she spends so much time. You know, she never comes to set really, you know, she's really a, a writer who likes to be alone or with the writers in the writer's room. Um, Shonda Rhimes and she, um, she studies us so much in the editing room. She edits every single episode right over the editor's shoulder. And so she, 
create stuff as she sees them come alive on set. Like she saw that me and Guillermo were getting really close. And that was how the Huck and Quinn relationship started. You know, she's like pulling from stuff that's actually happening that she's like seeing happen on screen and writing it for us. And so art imitates life imitates. I just art, got chills. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I Andy Kaling did that while we were doing never have I ever because Paxton's name was just supposed to be Paxton Hall. But when she heard Darren speaking Japanese, she was like, Oh my God, we're changing your name to Paxton Hall Yoshida. Oh, I didn't know that. I was wondering that. In the pilot script and, uh, you know, when I first read it in the first table read, it was, there was no mention of the Japanese second name. And then. Oh, that's funny. And see, I just automatically assumed that like the hot dude from her high school was like, Half Japanese, yeah. So like she, yeah. So she's like, of course. No, I just think she happened to cast a half Japanese hot dude, and then (laughs) realized, like, oh my god, he speaks Japanese. We're using this. This is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. (laughs) I love that. I love. Look at you guys inspiring the art, each of you. Hey. (laughs) There's also a a thread here of just awesome female showrunners. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. That's Mm -hmm. true. That's true. We ask four questions to our guests, and we let those four questions guide our conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, first time there's two of you, so we're going to figure this out. Um, And I'm going to referee. I think that's the plan. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to start with Katie, because- Come on, ref! Awesome female (laughs) showrunners slash awesome female artists okay. rule. Um, and the question is, what was the first show you ever saw? The first professional show I ever saw. Yeah. And professional a- can be defined however you'd like. Like, yeah. like the local corn husker players could be professional as far as I'm concerned. Um, yes. Of your small town. Well, my first show I saw that I remember I probably saw shows before that but the the one I remember is Phantom of the Opera (laughs) it was on Broadway and I was eight and it was the greatest experience of my life (laughs) I was in the (laughs) back row the last row my parents uh, got tickets um for my I had always been a kid who loved performing I was always singing or dancing or acting and it was what called to me from a very young age and my parent it came out of nowhere my neither of my parents are in the business but um it was just what I always loved to do and um they took me to see Phantom of the Opera when I was eight it's so I think it's a very cliched story, but it's mine nonetheless. And it called to me and I was in the back row and I'm sure those tickets were $20 or whatever. <laughs> and I had never felt like so a part of where I belong. Um, and that that was what I must do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and was it like Christine's soprano was it like the chandelier falling was it the sexiness of the mask like what it's, was it's, it i know it well i'm a sucker for just everyone on stage singing at the same time i just automatically go to tears very quickly so for so me I guess it was masquerade, masquerade <laughs> obviously so for me it's the overwhelm of like the 
caught in your throat, I'm going to sob. I get that when everyone comes downstage at one time and sings full voice. <laughs> so, yeah. and I didn't know that about myself yet, but it's, it's a pretty, it's pretty foolproof plan for me. Um, and that was masquerade. Like and we've I remember been, we've being, been having a lot of fun with, uh, wearing masks now during this time. <laughs> what else? Can um, you do? We sing masquerade all the time. Um, but yeah, it was definitely masquerade. And I mean, it was the whole thing. I was so, oh, I was so blown away. I was so blown away. Listen, Broadway. The longest running show on Broadway is doing something right. So I mean, come on. It was like everything I'd ever. And we went to go see it again for the first time in a bunch of years. Oh, yeah. Last year when it was in L.A. to see our friend Chris Mann play The Phantom. And yeah. wasn't it so cool to see it after like that many years well, and I see our buddy Well, I couldn't believe how there? hard it is as a show for the artists. It's like, a beast. Like when we watched Chris Mann play Phantom and I was looking, I just was watching like Christine track and like watching what the actors do. And I'm like, Oh my God, like that shows a beast. Like that is not easy. <laughs> Thank <laughs> like, God we were in waitress. <laughs> we we could never that. be in phantom. No, I mean, obviously oh I'd be a really God. good phantom, but you sing that stuff well, but I'd be the quirkiest phantom ever. <laughs> oh my God. It would be like, it would be like phantom Goldstein of the opera. My first professional show ever was Philadelphia, Walnut Street Theater, touring cast of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Woohoo! How old were you? I was, I think I was seven or eight. My dad had taken my brother for a weekend trip to Syracuse to see a basketball game and uh, to see Temple play Syracuse up there. And so my mom. Were you so pissed? No, because it was like, hey, your brother's going to go to this basketball game and mom's, you guys are going to do it. You guys are going to do a girls weekend and, and dad and David are going to do a boys weekend. And I was like, nice, girls weekend. <laughs> and uh, so we went shopping the whole weekend and then we went to, uh, it was like Christmas time and we went to uh, downtown Philly and we went to uh, see Joseph. Did you know then that you were going to be an actor? See, Adam and I have this, I no. knew from the beginning and Adam didn't know till No, I was obsessed with it. And then, and then I think uh, four, five, no, uh, probably seven years later, I went and saw Rent the original Broadway cast right when it opened. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, this is book. I'm going to do this. Mark I'm Cohen. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I like I, I like a musical with a Jewish lead. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I Mark, exactly. I get it. I mean, I mean, I mean, Joseph is an amazing musical. I freaking love it. But like. It's amazing. There are so many versions of how it gets done, like like where it's very Elvisy and it's very cheesy, or sometimes you know it's it's has a bunch of kids in it. Like what yeah. what was this one like? Well, this one was like, I mean, it was a big deal because Laurie Beachman, oh yeah, was in it, so she it was very much like this a star of her, and I was very excited to see her sing, and and I remember her. Her sister was a teacher in the school district with my mom, so we kind of knew her and we met her afterwards. Whoa! Pretty cool. Holy crap! Very cool. Um, and but it was also there was it was very Elvisy, and I was really into Elvis at the time. So <laughs> so that was like, it. The greatest thing ever. <laughs> greatest thing ever. That's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. Um, I love that. All right, second question that we asked. Yeah is what was the first show that you were in? The first show I was in was in the f fifth grade 
I don't, I only have photos of it. I don't know what it was, but I had like a dog ears on. It was like, like Little Red Riding Hood or something like that, like a nursery rhyme situation. I was a dog. I had paper dog ears. My dad built the set, which was amazing. And I had a broken leg. So every photo is like in a black dog, like unitard. And one leg is like 700 like it's just so big and the other leg is like so little and it was so upsetting because I had to sit for all of my blocking. <laughs> I was like very upset. I think I was five. And then, um, but in the fourth grade, I was Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, which like, come on. I can still remember now standing at the end of the cafeteria stage because we had a stage that also doubled as the cafeteria. A cafetorium. Um, exactly. And I remember being the edge of that stage, like praying to God that I could hit that note in somewhere over the ro- rainbow because, you know, I was fourth grade. So you just yell like my singing You're was just, just screaming. Fuck, it. it was just yelling the whole time. Sure. <laughs> so, oh, my like, God. I can actually <laughs> picture you as Dorothy, like with the two pony side ponies. Is that's exactly what I had. Yeah, I have the we'll photos. Email you the photo. We'll email you the yeah. photos. We can post them. I've posted them before. Mrs. Mayer, who cast me as Dorothy, came to see me in Waitress. Yeah, that was cool. And she came with the fourth grade program and the Wizard of Oz t-shirts that the crew wore. And she came with a bunch of photos of me and my Toto and blah, blah, blah. It's amazing. It was a big deal. Mine was also fifth grade. And no, the, it? the high school, um, Oh yeah, yeah. the high school used to go to the elementary schools to get the kids for their, for their <laughs> productions, you know, like the munchkins in wizard of Oz would be elementary did they school. Tell anyone or did they just steal the kids out of the elementary school? They would just come in uh, and just take them, you know, the, the most talented of the, among us. <laughs> and uh, no, we, we went and we would, uh, I think I auditioned. I think you just go and you sing something. And then it, they kind of take like one or two kids from each elementary school in the school district to be the kids. And I was in Oliver as my first play and I was one of the kids and I had one line and it was, here's the books you ordered from the bookseller, sir. Wow. Did you have that accent? Yeah, I had really an accent. That's impressive. Well, that accent was impressive and it was, and it was fine to do. It was the next year when yeah. they did King and I, and they had us do accents. That oh, was no. not, fine. not fine. Should oh, not do that. Oh, no. I hope, I hope the schools have stopped doing that. Oh my God. So and didn't your, oh, didn't your mom have to do the makeup and it was like, it was a lot. I remember I was putting on all the makeup and like the, you know, it's it's, it's the makeup is offensive. The way they asked us to speak was offensive. But I remember there was so much costume and so much makeup that I fainted right before the first performance. And my dad came backstage, and next thing I know, I'm like up and I'm lying down on a bench, and they're giving me orange juice. Oh my god! And uh, Adam's and a fainter. I'm a fainter. I, I fainted oh, that's several a thing. times. Okay. Yeah. And uh, although this was the first time, and um, my dad said, the show must go on. You got to get out there, kid. Smelling salts? How do they bring you back when a, a child faints? What's the, they just blow I think on it was, you? Yeah, it was just, they, they cooled me off. They took the really heavy wool wow. uh, Siamese costume off of <laughs> me. <laughs> Oh my God. And uh, they gave me, um, they, they laid me down outside of the auditorium at the high school and they gave me some orange juice and I came to, and my dad said, the show must go on. You got to get out there. That's so weird. I love yeah. that both your parents helped out in the design departments of your Oh yeah. My shows. mom was hair and makeup. Oh my- yeah. My dad was the set. Oh, my parents were like so into it. We're very lucky. We, I feel yeah. like we're both very lucky. Our parents were never those parents who were like, you're not doing the musical. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Like pick a minor. 
You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Or, or like my parents who were so obsessed with me starring in the musicals that there was no way they were going to like volunteer to to make them because they had to watch every minute right. of the oh, show. Hilarious. They're the star, the star's parents. Oh, exactly. Hilarious. We don't, we don't no, build I, I, the set. We're Eva's dad. Next question. What was your first professional show? And to be clear, this can be an usher gig, a stage yes. crew gig, a makeup assistant gig. This doesn't have to necessarily be on yeah. the stage. Yes. Well, I, I was an usher in high school um, at Studio 54 for the Alan Cummings Cabaret. What? My girlfriend sold merch at that production. No way. It yep. was other level. And then my first job um, as an actor in right out of college, there's a theater company that I don't think exists anymore called the Mint Repertory Company in New York City. Oh, yeah. It was right behind second stage and um and they do rotating rep like old school plays and i was the maid in two plays that were in rotating rep i can't remember the name of one of them but one of them was called mr pim passes by and then the other one was called something else like that and it was two <laughs> british plays and i was the maid in each one i had one line in each play and the plays were like 3 hours long I had to have a Devonshire accent, whatever the hell that is. I can't remember. And I understudied the lead girl in both of them. And it was the worst job ever. I mean, you would come to the show every night and pray to God that she didn't, that she showed up because I was not prepared. (laughs) (laughs) It was awful. And, um, and I did that for like three months and she never, didn't go on, bless her. And I was always the maid. And one time I missed my entrance. I remember that. And Mr. Pym was like a much older actor and it really, really, really threw him. And it was terrible. I got in so much trouble. It was like, I was just like back there putting on makeup or something. I was like 22. I could, you know, it was just like not. Were you um, talking to a boy? I probably was talking to a boy. Um, my first Mr. Pim passes by. My first time. I mean, it's it's a college production, but I was stage crew for a at University of Maryland. Uh, it was my first time being part of a production at Maryland, and it was it was called the Provincetown One Acts. And in between the two one acts, my job in on stage crew was to this was a in the round in kind of a smaller black box theater, mm-hmm. and my job was to step up onto the dining room chair, then onto the dining room table (laughs) and then, yeah. And then get onto my tippy toes and unhook the carabiner that was holding the chandelier (laughs) above the table. Because the next many skills to do things you just named. (laughs) Yes. And, um, uh, the reason I wasn't using a ladder to to do that is because the table and chairs were already preset from the first play. And in order to save time and do a very, very quick and efficient set change, they just had me step up onto the chair, onto the table, get on my tippy toes, unhook the carabiner, unplug the chandelier, and carefully take the chandelier down, step off of the table, and then the table would get cleared. 
And this was opening night. I think it was like a, like the opening night for the majors. And then it was opening night for the ticket buying public. And, um, the, uh, the, the chandelier had been painted black, um, right before the show. So I had never unhooked it since it had been painted. I didn't, uh, once, so I get up there and I'm trying to unhook the carabiner, which is now stuck with black paint. (laughs) And I keep trying to get higher and higher and higher on my tippy toes, which starts the table rocking back and forth. And then one of the legs of the table collapses. (laughs) The table falls over. And instead of falling with the table, I just cling myself to the chandelier. Oh my God. Now I have nowhere for my feet, and I'm literally swinging across the stage holding on to the chandelier. And even though it's a blackout, it's still like a it's still like a very small theater, and everyone can see every moment of this. And I think I think because of the momentum of the of the table falling, that really got the chandelier swinging. And so now I'm just literally dangling from a chandelier swinging across the stage. And I remember two people from the audience jumping up and grabbing my feet to stop me from swinging. Oh my Jesus. I finally get the chandelier down after breaking it um, because it's not meant to hold. Oh, it broke. I'm so surprised. Yeah, it was not. To, it was meant to, you know, hold a few light bulbs, not like a, a full person. hundred and. 15 pound person. Yeah. He was very, very, <laughs> was very skinny, skinny. In year of college or something. And uh, that was my first night on stage ever in any, in any sort of uh, professional. Oh my role. God. And the, and the theater let you back in is, is the let me back category. in. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Katie, when, when you were at Tish, did you have a brush with any professional gigs at that time or you, you waited till you graduated? No, I was a bad, I was bad and didn't listen to the rules, which I think they had those rules when I was a freshman, you know, that they, you're here for school and like, don't try to get a manager or like audition during your lunch period and all that stuff. And I got a, I did a main stage at Tish my sophomore year and I got a really, really shady manager <laughs> who, um, totally sent me out on like industrial and national commercial spots on my lunch breaks. But, um, but, and I, and I actually booked a couple of those things like, um, I got a birth control commercial and I got, um, I think that's how I got my SAG card. Um, and I booked a couple of things like that, but, um, you know, I was, I was, it was such a powerhouse group of kids I went to Tish with that 
and all none of them graduated because they were so busy working that it became this thing like, oh, crap, if you graduate, you're not going to be a successful actor. Like Kristen Bell. It's like, <laughs> oh, I can't graduate because I'm busy on Broadway. Oh, shoot. Bryce Howard. I can't graduate because I'm too busy doing X, Y, and Z. Oh, Jason Ritter. I can't either. Oh, Catherine Waterson. I can't either. Or like there were just all these oh people God. unable to graduate because they were so busy working and not listening to the rules Tish had set. I graduated, so I was destined to be a failure. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, um, it was really, it was so great. I, and I love, I love being, I, I mean, I love being with Adam for so many reasons because we've been together a long time, but I sort of, we've had sort of polar opposite upbringings in terms of like, I always wanted to be an actor and I was in acting class from a time I was very young and I was in the drama club in high school and we did Equus and all these dramas and Tom Stoppard and all this stuff. And Adam just really came to it in college because he was part of the sketch up team doing sketch comedies. And everyone was like, you're really funny. You should be an actor. And, and yes, he should be an actor. He just doesn't know what it's like to sit through Tom Stoppard's coast of utopia for 12 hours and that be your like dream in life. So he came to all the theater <laughs> nerd stuff kind of late, but he is so gung ho with it now. Oh yeah. I mean, Katie's the reason I got into theater because uh, I, I started dating her and then she called me and said a bunch of her girlfriends were going to get together and put on a play one summer. And I, and I, I was just trying to keep, keep the relationship going. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I'll make you guys a website to sell tickets. I mean, you got to use what you got. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I got and that, that was the start of, I am a theater company, which is a company that Adam and I have run for 13 years now. And Adam's the head of marketing and, and I'm one of, and the co-artistic director, but yeah, we started, I am a theater company. Actually, when we, when I first moved to LA, Someone said to Adam, this chick, Katie Lowe's, is moving out to L.A. When you meet her, you're going to marry her. And oh. and this same woman said to me, you're going to move to L.A. And there's this guy, Shappy, I went to University of Maryland with. You're going to marry her. And we met and you said, she's like a weird theater girl from New York. <laughs> you were wearing like a weird dress. And it was just like, it was a, very dramatic. And then uh, <laughs> we only met for like two seconds in a really crowded birthday party at a bar. But then a few months later, we got back together and... and yeah. uh, yeah. That's fine. You oh, and then I changed him into it. Like, also, because when we first met, he was, like, the most working, like, you were already a successful working actor, meaning that he booked, like, 10 to 15 national commercials a year and made a ton of money, but he only worked those 15 days. The rest <laughs> of the days of the year, he woke chilled. up at noon and he just chilled and he was just living in Venice calling himself an actor. And me, who wasn't making any money as an actor, I was a babysitter and a caterer and an assistant and a nanny and all these things... Um, I was like, how dare you call yourself an actor? Like, you got to get, you know, you got to work, 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 work. And so we sort of dove into the theater company and it's been our passion for a long time. And it's been nonstop work ever since. <laughs> it was your first baby. It's been around how long now? 13 years. Wow. And it's our first child. baby. It truly is. It truly yeah. is our first baby. And, and I made that website for that first play. And then I ended up being in that play. That technically was my first professional acting job or, or on stage. Was that Well, one? you did swing on the chandelier. Let's not. That's true. Let's That's not true. forget that. You were seen by at least two audience members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was, I was, I was, I was Sia before Sia was. Exactly. So our, our fourth question and last question that we, that we ask at my first show is, and if you want to flip the switch and Adam, you Ooh. answer first and Katie, okay. you can answer yeah, second. Let's flip it. 
a switch. Um, if you could be in any show, anywhere, at any time, what would it be? Oh, I would have been in Rent in 1996. <laughs> I would have been in the original cast, uh, but I, but I, I would never go so far as to say I should be uh, any of those main characters. I would just want to be. Uh, oh, you always Gordon. Were, yeah, I just want to be the guy who's like, I'm a New Yorker. Fears my life like that guy. <laughs> oh, he's good. He's good. Though I find some of what you teach suspect. Is that track? Does he understudy somebody? Yeah, I think he understudies Mark. It would oh, be perfect. perfect. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Dip that toe in. Oh, please. Perfect. That's where. I, that's exactly what I would have been doing if that, I could be in any yeah. show. Rent. Oh, see, God. it goes to show you how much your first like shows make such an impression because mine's definitely Sally Bowles and Cabaret like wherever like Adam and I have those shows where Adam did a production of Rent in LA years ago that was wonderful but it was at a time where we had done a lot of theater that paid like $11 a performance and we were trying to like uh, just focus and and I was like god Adam you're gonna do Rent like right now and he looked at me and he was like Katie I would do Rent at the high school down the street if they would have me. And I was I, like, okay, like we're doing this. And that's sort I feel that way about Sally Bowles and Cabaret. Like I just feel like I'm going to age out of that part at some point and being the usher at that. Sh- like I just love that show and I love that part. And I can, I know in my own heart of hearts in my bathroom that I can sing the S-H-I-T out of that song and her songs and that whole track, I got it. Um, so I would like you wouldn't love. even have to rehearse it. It feels like these these shows oh, are so ingrained in, in your memories, right? Like you could just take the stage. But honestly, we're just really we want to do Broadway again. We just <laughs> want to do want. it again. We had so we just much do fun. Do it again. I don't even care what the part is, really. I mean, I just i I feel like now that we sort of got the, fr- you know, there were a lot of first time jitters, and also I don't think. I don't know because we've never originated a Broadway role, but doing a put-in is is a whole thing that is. Uh, it's like, almost illegal. It feels like oh it should be almost God. illegal. I have uh, never seven days of rehearsal. worked like that in my life. I cried. I cried even every day. I mean, and almost got on a plane to go home because I just was like, mm. in seven days, July fourth, we moved to New York. Our family with a seven-month-old son, and then literally 11 days later, we opened on Broadway. And stupidly enough, we invited everyone we knew to that performance. And we should have just, like, what difference does it make? We should have just invited them two weeks later. Good Lord. Sure. I mean, I had never done a run. I had never done a run. Wow. Like, and that character, Dawn, it's not even that she has 11 songs and 11 harmony. You know, she... I mean, that's hard, but it was the waitressing. It was the it was the opening up number where it's like, okay, on this word, you're pouring the coffee, then you're picking up the fork, then you're grabbing the pie, then you're dropping off the pie, then you're taking their order, then you're moving the pie cart backstage. And you're, it's like so awful. Yeah. It was unbelievable. We were so nervous. So we hope, you know, we were just in the car the other day. We always listen to, oh my God, we just were listening to the Jagged Little Pill soundtrack. Whoa. Man, was I blowing my voice out. I was going off on that soundtrack. It's so good. It's It's so good. And we were just like, we just want to get another crack. You know, we hope we have long careers and I just hope 
and we and get to, to do, do something where we get to like rehearse for guys. I love hearing this. If only we knew a Broadway producer <laughs> yeah. and and a, and two actors that wanted to do a show together. Let's. <laughs> oh my god, we're dying to do like it was the best time. But I also think we just sort of get it now, like, and we get. I just think it was such, and it was a perfect situation because it was like all of our friends, like we're friends with Sarah Bareilles for a long time. We, we, lo- we were huge fans of the musical way before we'd seen Waitress a million times before. And, um, and we had the best, I mean, we just had the, the cast around us was amazing. Yeah. yeah it was I love this. Great. We'll just do it. it. Let's so, just do it. Let's just do another one. Let's just do it. And also being in the, on stage is the best. Like, look, we, yes, we're in L.A. and we run an L.A. theater company, <laughs> which is like really crazy and outside of the box. But it's the best and we love it because we love theater um, more than anything. And, and I, it's a th- it, L.A. is a theater town. People it say it's is. not. I mean, compared to New York. OK, well, any anywhere compared to New York is sure. not a theater town. Sure. <laughs> well, it's a theater town because every single stay, every single television and film actor in that town absolutely started on the stage. They just oh. did. They had absolutely. an experience of seeing a show or starring in a show as a kid or as a college yep. student or as a professional in New York. And yep. that's why it's a theater town, because. It's, exactly. in, it's in the blood. It's in the blood. And every writer, like every, we have so many writers we work with at, at Iama that are like, I went to Juilliard for playwriting, but I'm stuck out here on this television show. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, that's been a really fun thing to watch happen. Um, I found it, I, I find it to be really intriguing, which is like for years and years and years, the skill of TV writing was very different than playwriting. You know, it's like, to be a TV writer, you need to know how to write that serial drama, the case of the week, the, um, mm-hmm. and now with, um, Tracy Letts writes every two, you know, it's like, well, right. now with stream, with streaming, it's not that sort of format anymore, uh, of just either serial drama in a courtroom in a, in a hospital or a sitcom. Now you've got way more niche shows that don't need huge gigantic national audiences to live on cable and on streaming so those shows are like character driven, studies relationship and driven. they're 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 way more similar to what playwrights do and right. now all those streaming companies are looking for writers and they're just like taking all the playwrights and right. um staffing Hopefully. them and it's pretty cool yeah it's been great because now i show up on a set and i'm like like david huang was like my writer on an affair episode. And I was just right. like, what the hell? Right. Yeah. What the, are you doing here? You know? And the hope just, is that it's a revolving door, right? And that they come back I to the theater, so but this oh, is how I they can make that. money. So I love that. I love that. Well, they all want to go back, back to the theater, theater because theater is what's, that's the credit, man. That's theater is always going to be, that's always going to be what separates the great and the great. You know what I mean? It's like uh, someone told me, when I was young, someone said movies is where you get famous. TV is where you get rich and theater is where you get good. Yeah. That's right. Um, Which leads us to our final segment, which you don't know about because it's a surprise. We don't tell the guests. We throw it on you at the tail end of the show. And this is our famous lightning round. Okay. And in the lightning round, I name a classic musical and mm-hmm. you name the theme of what 
you believe that musical is truly about. Hopefully in one word, but if you have to do it in two or three words, we don't disqualify you. The difference is usually it's just the clock is set and it's me and the guest. But in this case, you're going to compete against each other to say the best and smartest answer the oh fastest. God. Adam's definitely going to win this. Adam's no. so good at improv, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. You got this, girl. And here we go. Fame. Uh, oh, uh, no. Uh, art. Uh, no. Oh. You both can go, even if one gets it first. Oh. Art. Dance. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> I told emotional, you really Adam gets a point. I, Adam gets a point. We're going for emotional themes, but that's fine. Okay. Oh, uh, emotional themes. Oh shoot. Oh, okay, um, emotional yeah, themes. You know, the, like, the, like oh pain. The the price of, of, yeah, yeah, of living as an artist. Oh, that's not one word. Oh, oh. Suffering. <laughs> We're moving on. Funny girl. Identity. Hair. <gasps> Freedom. Freedom. Oh, nice guys. That. 1776. <gasps> Freedom. <laughs> My fair lady. Uh, class. Hmm. La Cage Fall. Pass. Pass, pass. Fiddler on the roof. Oh, God. Tradition. Oh. Tradition. Tradition. Good job. Um, By the way, Family. My beard is growing so you long in quarantine that I, I could, I'm going to, I mean, I you hope should keep this going. You could be yeah. heavier, but you're skinny. You, so you're more a muttle is my guess. Yeah. Or I want to be in season two of unorthodox. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, your beard is incredible right now. Like, I wow. Look, I look like I'm going to be in a terrible, terrible performance. Of, of Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. That's oh, for that's sure. so funny. <laughs> Guys, you did great. You did great. I think Adam wins. At our musicals no, with the ends. It's a, we, we, we're, it's a draw. It's a tie. Yay. <laughs> Yay. We did it. We did it's it. A tie. It's a tie. It was so fun. And actually, that just made me so, so miss. Like, I would Did die. To see, no, I would just die to see any of those musicals. Oh. I miss going to musicals. <laughs> I know. Don't we all? Don't we all? If it's the one thing that I could, I would, that's the thing that I miss the most. Being quarantined, I just miss seeing a show. I was yeah. dying about my buddy John Kraus was about to play the uh, Orpheus for the first time in Hades Town mm. on Thursday night. Oh God! On the Thursday night, all these stories are going to come out those, like that. Those six girls were about to open on oh. that Thursday night. Their oh. Broadway opening night. For oh our my God! Wowzers! Yeah. Wowzers. yeah, yeah, <laughs> guys, it just means. We got to be back. We got to be, be back. Stronger and uh, and more fabulous than ever, ever. We have to. Agreed. Agreed. Theater has sustained so many tests of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this will be one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, Guys, we will come back. Thank you for this delightful thank and engaging you. time together and for thank being you. the inspiring, glorious artists and parents and couple that thank I'm you. so grateful to know and to uh, be able to watch. Thanks for listening to my first show. That was Adam Shapiro and Katie Lowe's. And God, what a delight. Make the 
My First Show is produced by Josh Altman, MEP, Dory Berenstein, and Alan Seals, and is part of the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode was edited by Derek Gunther. Special thanks to Leslie Papa and Whitney Holden-Gore at Vivacity Media Group. For more info about the podcast, visit bpn.fm backslash myfirstshow. Follow me on Instagram at Eva R. Price. Prosperous year to our friends who are here. And they are spreading but never fail. What a change. What a blessed release. And what a masquerade. Think of it. A secret engagement. Look, your future bride. Just think of it. But why is it secret? What if we to hide? You promised me. No, Ralph, please don't they'll see. Well then let them see. It's an engagement, not a crime. Christine, what are you afraid of? It's not hard. Please pretend Thank you.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.